Welcome to the simplicity of happiness when more is too much. This podcast offers tips and techniques for a better life. And before we start with another episode of the Simplicity of Happiness podcast, I would like to remind you that you can find out all about me and my thoughts on simplicityofhappiness.com as well as Patreon, where I am providing extra content for all of you who support me and the education of children in Africa. And now relax and enjoy the show. I am thrilled to have a bus from the Netherlands um, in my show. Hello, bus. How are you? No, I'm very fine. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, I hope it's going to be a, a lot of fun. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so do I, and I'm uh, I'm quite convinced it it will be. Uh -huh. um, Tas, um, we we. That's that's funny. You are actually the second person I'm communicating with today that consists out of three letters, and the other oh. one is called Tas. Okay. A Z. Okay. And, um, um, and and he's my well, so to say, best best friend and uh, partner in Ethiopia. He's doing um, Ethiopia trekking tours, and um, well, I'm uh, right now. It's a bit it's a bit tricky but we communicate a lot so it was bus uh, uh, tas earlier and it is bus now <laughs> uh, although that either ethiopia nor um the netherlands are, are next to each other um we we talked about a, a couple of things before mm -hmm. and um where i want to start is um not where you started your journey on earth <laughs> mm -hmm. but um if if we look back a couple of years before you have been before you have been a coach mm -hmm. before you changed a lot of the um habits and i suppose beliefs that you that you had mm -hmm. before can you can you walk us through that time and give us a a, a glimpse of an idea who that person which is sitting across the screen <laughs> used to be okay well i i mean i i used to be um um well my childhood was was very very nice i mean i grew up in a warm family um uh, but my mother she passed away when i was 12 years old uh, um due to cancer and i think that's that's where my real quest or search for meaning of life and Uh, you know, what's my purpose here on this planet uh, uh, started. At first, it was a bit like more like, uh, um, you know, looking at it from uh, maybe more as a victim. You know, I was like, why Why is this happening to me? Why did I deserve this somehow? Is this my fault? Uh, you know, this is maybe more like a, a, of a coping strategy for, for, for a child to deal with. Uh, but I mean, I didn't. I didn't want to be uh, a victim, but um, yeah, going through going through t uh, your teenage years and uh, dealing with uh, uh, with with my sexuality as well wasn't wasn't very easy. Um, and it it I now looking back is that's where that's where like the desire for for self-development for uh, uh happiness connection uh really found its roots uh, mm -hmm. 
I've been to I've been to various stages. I've been to various careers. Um, some some successful, some not so successful. Uh, but it's um, yeah, I've always been on that journey, and and it did really. Uh, after I took my sabbatical or during I took my sabbatical, this was in 2009. Um, I thought I was going to like find out quite easily uh, or what my purpose was going to be because I still hadn't found it. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll take a sabbatical and then life will throw me my, my purpose. And then I know what to do next. But did um, it work out? <laughs> no, 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 that did not work out the way I, I hoped it did. But it it did trigger like uh now looking back, that's really that's where it really started. And yeah, I think it took me 10 years to uh through various uh, uh methods and various uh, teachers um to to come where I am right now and to Uh, call myself well call myself or, or be this uh, this mindset coach now why did and, you want to go into a sabbatical in the first place um i was a uh, a trader uh on the financial markets and we were moving billions all over the world back and forth and it felt a bit um i mean it, it was fun for for a while and it was like You know, you're, you're living the fast life, but it also felt like there was there was missing something. You know, I wasn't creating anything, I wasn't leaving anything behind, I wasn't influencing anybody's life. Or, you know, um, I one of my first jobs was was working in a restaurant. You know, and there was there I was I was helping people. They were celebrating or they were were having a good time, mm -hmm. uh, and I can I can probably still tell more funny stories about those years working in the restaurant than I was working as a trader and making all this uh, all this money um, but so I wanted to I wanted to break with uh, with the trading I was like you know if I don't if I if I well if I take a three month sabbatical then I'll, I'll just like I'll have fun for three months and it'll be fine but then I'll go back and I'll, I'll put myself back into the same into the same cage so i basically said you know if i'm if i want to do this right i need to i need to resign and <laughs> to really not have that opportunity to uh, go back to go back so that's what i did and the plan was to, to take a sabbatical for three months but it became two years <laughs> which was uh, i mean it was a lot of fun i mean i i, I don't uh, i don't regret it at all um And I, I, ha I was in the in 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 the luxury position that I could. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I did. It took me it took me to Brazil for six months. I went to I went to Rio for another. No, sorry, to uh, Australia for another four months. Um, yeah, that was that was amazing. What did you What did you do while you were there? <laughs> In uh, Brazil, I was uh, studying Portuguese. My plan when I when I came, when I went there was to do like a one month in Rio, one month in Natal, and one month kite surfing in Fortaleza or near Fortaleza. But then I, um, the moment I arrived in Rio, I changed everything, and I was like, I wanna, I wanna learn this language, and I wanna, I wanna speak it well. So I really indulged in uh, in 
in, in Portuguese. I had classes every day from nine o'clock in the morning till 12, one. And then uh, that was five days a week. And then three days a week, I would have uh, a private class as well. Mm-hmm. So I became, uh, I came, became pretty fluent in, in, in four months, uh, which was really, uh, uh, which was really nice. Um, mm-hmm. I started boarding with, uh, with this Brazilian, uh, Brazilian lady and she didn't speak any, uh, any English. So we became friends and she, uh, yeah, she, she helped me a lot with, with improving my Portuguese. She was adding like more difficulty every time we, well, not every time, but like over the weeks, over the months that we spoke, uh, the level of our conversation went, um, went up gradually. And that was, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, to me, it's a very special place. And, uh, uh, I love being there. It's, um, yeah. I love like, I mean, I was living like 200 meters away from the beach. That's really nice. What was the, the most different um, living situation that you were in during these two years compared to your trading times before? most different um well one i mean housing wise it was it was quite well similar in a way i mean here in amsterdam i had my own apartment but there i was i was sharing my uh i was renting a room from this woman but the one thing that um I hadn't really anticipated when going to Rio is that uh, the rich and the poor live uh, really next to each other. I mean, you have like on one side of the street, you have like crazy expensive uh, apartments and on the next and on the other side of the street is the are the favelas. Um, and it's like it's the contrast between these two worlds is so is so big and i mean I've, i've traveled the world and you know you you go to places and you see it's way it's way more separated you know you have you have the the, the, the better areas and then uh the whatever you the, the the favelas or the slums or or whatever you call them you know they're they're out of sight um or you really have to to travel to go there or to to see that but here yeah. it's just like It was so, uh, yeah, it's really next to each other. It's like on one side of the street, and not that I was living in these apartments, but you have $10 million, $10 million, $10 million apartments. And on the other side of the street is really the favela. It starts and it's like, it was, it, that was a bit of a, a bit of a shock to me. It's not, it's not something I, uh, uh, I, yeah, I've seen in, in, in many places. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back one step, um, but in your trading years, mm-hmm. what what do you think? Why did making money did not make you happy? Well, first of all, it's, it's basically, well, it's what, what are you doing? 
Uh, what, what, what was that? What was I doing on a day-to-day basis? I was sitting in, a, in, a, in an office working through spreadsheets one after the next, working through portfolios one after the next. It's not, it's not, <laughs> I mean, to me, it's not, it's not exciting, you know, and then uh, it, that's, that's what you're doing on a daily basis. And then at the end of the month, you get, you get your paycheck. And then at the end of the year, you get this huge bonus check. Um, and that's like, it's, you get the money, you put it in your bank account, you buy some, uh, some funny things you would normally not buy. And then, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's it. And I mean, you, you, you buy a, you buy a car, you know, it's, it's fun for two weeks and then it just sets in your driveway and, and uh, you own it. Yes. Yeah. You have to take and, care then, of it. and then it starts to own you. Um, so, um, yeah, it was really, for me, it was just like, I want to, there's no interaction with people. There's no, uh, and I, I also don't want to sit behind a computer, uh, Uh, 24-7 or like mm-hmm. all, all like all my yeah <laughs> you said you said the excel sheets uh-huh. um, are not interesting uh-huh. um, in your life so what is what is oh um is the interaction with with people um mm-hmm. you know when i work with my clients now um there's a real transformation process you know they 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 come with a they come with a problem or uh, and they don't know well they think they know how to solve it but they just don't know where to start or they uh, mm-hmm. or they don't know how to solve it and then uh, you know we start working together and <clears throat> sorry you see this huge transformation in three to six months when these people you know they They, yeah, they turn around their lives, and that's uh, I mean that's very interesting. I, I find it f- fascinating, mm-hmm. and it's also yeah to me it's like an honor that they that they trust me and that I can be part of that journey. Yeah. Um, what What do you think? Why you Why haven't you chosen a career path in well, let's say human interaction in the uh-huh. in the beginning? Um, this is a, <laughs> it's a very good question. I, um, I think, um, when I started, I was very perceptive to status, uh, things, you know, have this, be a manager, you know, have this high position, uh, be a director, uh, That's that's kind of what I was like. Oh, that's what you need to be, you know. When you have when you have that, you know, you have when you have the status, and then people will uh, will recognize you for uh, yeah for who you are. So was that what you were thriving for the recognition by other people? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I had a, I mean, one of my, <laughs> I had a very good and very hard lesson in my first job. So I came from hotel management school and I started working in a hotel in Shanghai. This was in 1996 when Shanghai mm-hmm. was still, 
China. Now now it was still China. I mean, it wasn't like the metropole uh, it is now. Uh, you could, I, I'm not, I'm not a very big guy, but I couldn't buy clothes there because I was too, uh, I was too tall. I mean, there was hardly any, any Western uh, presence like in on the street. I mean, it's complete. It's completely changed. Um, but uh, I went there and I started working a hundred hours a week, and I was mm-hmm. like. So is <laughs> I was really like, is this, is this what I need to do to become this hotel manager or this like uh, director with all his status? And I was like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I saw, I mean, I saw a lot of people working in that hotel, also doing a hundred hours a week, and they, I mean, I looked at their lives, and I was really like, you know, you, you, you looked I at their what? <laughs> their lives. Where did you find this after 100 hours per week? No, no, I mean, I just, I, you know, they were, what I mean is they were working 100 hours a week yeah. as well for the last 10 years. And now yeah, yeah. So I was wondering how they can have a life outside oh. of their job if they are working so much. No, there, there's no life. It is like you haven't yeah. had it, you haven't lived for the last 10 years. So, uh, okay, you have this, you have a big bank account now, but you haven't lived. Mm-hmm. and I was like that's you know that's 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 something I definitely didn't want to do so um and that's basically how I kind of ended up in banking uh, it's like okay I went I went back to the Netherlands I worked in another hotel here and then that was only working nights I didn't see I didn't see daylight for two years and I was like okay you know something really needs to change so I, I, I went into banking, I became a trader and I, I you know, I became quite good at it as well. Um, but um, yeah. When you were taking your time off mm-hmm. and traveling the world, how did you refocus? On going back into into the the work life, you mean? Yeah. Or, like, well, you 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 started working again because you said yes. it was a gap year for two. It was it were two gap years basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> and I'm I'm asking myself um, if you were before driven by money, mm-hmm. success, positions, status the recognition of others that you hope to achieve by having the status. Mm-hmm. Now you do a two, now you do two gap years. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I suppose something shifted because you didn't go back to, to trading. Oh no. I, How did you do that? Uh-huh. Well, I, it's a, it's a little bit of a longer story, but so <laughs> I, I went to, I went to the two years and I, at the end of the two years, I opened a, an ice cream shop, um, which, uh, <laughs> the day it opened, I was like, this is not what I want. So I basically, after two weeks, I gave it away to my, uh, to my business partner. It's like, you have it, you know, I don't want, I don't want this. So, uh, <laughs> so why did you start it? I, there was still, there was still this idea, you know, coming from, coming from the restaurant and the hotel restaurant business. I was like, maybe I should, 
you know, I had a good time then, uh, or at least in the restaurants. So let's try if I can uh, uh, create something in that industry. Um, Happy ice cream. Yeah. So I created that, but then I was it opened and I was like, no, 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 I don't want it to. The creation was fun and doing it, but then like uh, uh, having to work in it, I was like, no, 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 this, this is really not what I want. So I, I gave that away. And then um, I, I mean, during this two year period, people were like, asking me it's like so when you when you go back to work what are you going to do you need to work you're 35 years old this is the peak of your career blah 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 and all these stories and you're not productive and how are you doing with money and i was like oh my god I was like, leave me alone <laughs> but uh, i kind of was like after two years I, i also wanted to do something and i had no um i Yeah, I mean, there was this belief that I only have one skill, that I only could could succeed in banking. And if I, if you know, I was telling myself, you know, if you work, then, you know, you better work. And you know, or if you're handing in your time, you better uh, get as much money in return. Mm -hmm. So I basically fell back in my, in my old world. I became a consultant for the financial industries, freelancing. You know, I was creating... I created a a bigger golden golden cage. You know, I had a little bit more liberty or freedom. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't have to do annual reviews or anything like that. It was just like I could come in and go out, and 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 that was it. But so at the start of this sabbatical, I mean, I really now looking back, I started this this journey on on coaching, on self development. I, I, uh, And this, I've been through different things. You know, I, I started exercising more. Uh, I, I doubled my exercising from three to six times a week. I uh, started to drink less because, you know, I, it was just taking too much energy while doing all these sports. I started to look at my nutrition. Uh, and then along the way, I also started to clean up some of my uh, mental issues and past issues. And that's like over the well, years can you guess what my next question will be <laughs> to go ahead <laughs> how did you clean up your mental issues um i i got a coach mm -hmm. um and he uh yeah it's been been very direct to me i i went to i also went through a therapist like one of the one of the major things was Uh, relationship with my uh, with my father um, and also through through the work of Byron Katie uh, I you know I started questioning all my beliefs uh, around the relationship with my father the expectations I have had, I had of him uh, the expectations that weren't met but that was a it wasn't you know I started to realize that was that was all about about me it was not about uh about him mm -hmm. um, and, yeah when you realized that uh -huh. how did you how did you know it was true um because uh well i felt it and i i it somehow 
seems like the problem that well, I've, I've created, I've created a problem who's gone. You know, I was now dealing, facing my father and uh, loving him for the person he is. And like, I was always looking for the things he wasn't doing. And the moment I started looking for the things he is doing, uh, it completely shifted. And all the, all the, all the, uh, the negativity, the fights, the arguments, or uh, uh, yeah, they just just disappeared. Um, and I mean, that was it was it was not something like where I was like from that this happened from one day to the next. I mean, I've done uh, uh, like hundreds of sessions or uh, uh, of Byron Katie's work. Um, not all about my father, but. Um, but all about you. <laughs> yeah, all about all about me. But it's also um, what did I want to say about that? Um, oh, I, I forgot. Well, maybe maybe it's, it it comes back. Mm -hmm. um, but you you said um, that you did um, that that you did hundreds of sessions of uh, Byron Katie's work. Yes, they were not all about your father. Uh huh. But. Oh, there were. I mean, about all kinds of uh, all kinds of beliefs. You know, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not good enough. Uh, you know, even like um, this this or that person said something to me. Uh, I hate him. I hate her. You know, all 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 these kind of things. And it's be really. It's like you know. It's like investigating like and sitting with it, you know, is it really true that this person said this to you? And is it really, is it really what they, you know, what they said? Is it what they, is it what you, you think or feel it is, you know, if someone, if someone says something, you know, we'll, we'll go, uh, we'll might end up feeling like, well, we feel, we, we feel hurt, but it's not, you know, we're hurting ourselves with this whole, this whole story and this whole, like, uh, uh, or yeah, like an idea, you know, he or she doesn't love me, you know, that's just. This thing, situation or feeling of mm -hmm. um, not being enough. Mm -hmm. I see that. I see that very often. And especially in people that seem to be quite successful to the outside. Mm -hmm. If you talk to them in a coaching situation, they have this imposter syndrome because yeah. they are always looking for something better. Uh -huh. They compare themselves and th when they reach that level, they find the next one. Um, there's, a, there's a coach of mine, um, his name's uh, Rich Litvin. And he yeah. said when he... When he tried to ask for 10,000 um, for the coaching um, because he saw other people doing it. He said, I can't do that. Uh -huh. when, he, when he finally tried, um, he, it, it was working, but then he was comparing himself to the ones who were asking for 100,000. And he was like, well, but I'm not good enough to do that. And then when he reached the 100,000, all of a sudden there were people that he found out that they were they were actually charging a million per year. Uh -huh. and so he was like, okay, I'm still not worth anything because I'm just charging the 100,000. Mm. He found out, well, it's not about the money at all. It's uh, not about the numbers at all. It's just about what, how, what, how you welcome the world, basically. Mm. 
Um, so how did you how did you overcome that lack of self worth? Oh, um, it's funny you bring this up because I'm doing a, I'm 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 part of a positive intelligence uh, coaching uh, mm -hmm. program at the moment, and they work with. They they work with saboteurs and and it's it's very interesting. So um, one of the, my biggest saboteur is uh, is the high achiever, um, and it's like you know it's like number one. You know all the other ones are like are like have half the power. You know number two and number three have half the power of the high achiever, and then the rest is like it doesn't matter. Uh, so there is still a. Um, There is still, I mean, I still need to, I still need to work on that. It's not, uh, the journey hasn't ended yet. And uh, I, I also realized, you know, that one of the things that I do is com comparison all the time. It's like what you said about, uh, about uh, Rich Litvin, you know, but the only, the thing is I only compare up. I don't compare down. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't look at the people that, you know, let's say, You know, that, that charge lesser fees, you know, or, or, you know, have fewer clients or, you know, do are, you know, still learning on where I am, uh, uh, learning to get where I am. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, there's no. What do you think? Why? Why I do that? Why are you comparing up and not comparing down? Um, Oh, you know, I mean, go, th that's like going back. There's the, the only way is up, you know, it's like... Is it? Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, of course it is. I mean, I can go down. But, uh, um, you know, comparing to... If you compare it to, to, my, to my trading life, you know, I have, a, I have a very different lifestyle. I have a very different income right now. Um, so... Um, in that sense, you know, it, it, there, there, there has been a huge shift and I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that. You know, I have, I have, yeah, I have all the freedom now and I, uh, um, it's, yeah, that's, you know, that, that, that's really nice. And, and what, I, I wouldn't want to trade that. I wouldn't want to trade that back for, you know, any bonus. No. What is it that you are doing in your life now? that is giving you fulfillment and happiness? Really the, uh, the, yeah, the work I do with my clients. To, okay, and except for the work? Uh, except for the work, it, it's, um, well, we'll exercise, train, um, be, be physically active, play, um, meet, The meet me spend time with my with my with my with my loved ones it's uh covid makes it a little bit difficult but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's uh um yeah so my bubble i created the little bubble it's a lot smaller but uh um yeah that's uh that's really what i what i uh what i like and in your work when you are seeing a client Mm -hmm. um, what is your what is your main strength in working with a client one on one? 
What I uh, what I hear from my clients is that I uh, that I create a space where they uh, where they can be like a lot of my clients they come and they you know they they they're the high achievers as well you know they're a ten and they want to be an eleven or a twelve and it's still like not good enough and they just gave away everything of their life and then you know to to everybody at work and and anything and then there's there's nothing left um so i I really create a space where they uh, they can be an eight or a seven um and you know, then you see that things start to open up and um, yeah, and then they start to grow again or they start to become happy again or they feel fulfilled again. And then they, they start to realize that they're, um, yeah, that they're, well, that they're good enough. What are you looking for when you see well, let's say a struggling new client in front mm. of you. Well, I'm 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 a true believer that you need to have a uh, a solid foundation of nutrition, sleep, uh, energy, exercise, mental, physical health. You know, if that's that needs to be at a certain well, that needs to be solid. I mean, it does doesn't that need to have to be it doesn't need to be doesn't have to be perfect but you know the moment that that's, that's the high achiever <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it doesn't have to be perfect you know i i i work out six times a week you know if if i can get my client from no movement to to walking to two times 30 minutes a week i'm happy and you already will see things will start to shift so the the foundation uh needs to be needs to be solid and on that foundation you can basically uh build anything um so um i usually when i work with my clients i i really look at that first you know some people Mm -hmm. have a are, are quite solid uh and then we can dive in into more of their career uh, career issues or life issues and and then we'll we'll, we'll take it from there but you gave one example already for um for the workout for the fitness yes physical fitness level um can you give me one example for for nutrition that you would recommend um well it really it really depends where you come from but like a lot of my clients they just they I would say they just eat, you know, they're not aware of what they're eating. Uh, they, they say they eat healthy, but they have no idea on quantities they, they, they eat. So uh, one of the, the good things I would say is, you know, start counting calories. You know, you need to have that basic, uh, that basic knowledge of what is calorie dense food and what isn't. Um, and some people just don't know. And, um, you know, by just creating that awareness, they, you see that they'll start to, to shift their, their nutrition. Um, and they'll be like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm eating, you know, is this, does this contain so much calories? You know, I wasn't aware and just creating that awareness. And I'm not like, I know, um, 
you know, counting calories as a, as a form of a diet, that, that doesn't work. But just to create the awareness, yes, you know, that you know what you're doing and that you're starting from there. And then you, then at a certain moment when you have that knowledge, you just let it go and you, you will have your, your diet or your nutrition will have changed just by creating that knowledge. And one example for a good sleep. One example for a good sleep. <laughs> it's um, creating the awareness that it's it's the 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 uh, the most underrated uh, benefit for your health or for your for your for you for what you want to create i mean people think you can trade in sleep for for work or for other things but no the moment you start sleeping right it's uh um things will start to uh start to evolve i had i had this one client she was sleeping only five hours a night well no i've had many clients that only sleep five hours a night but this particular client she was like You know, I've been, I'm 45 years old and uh, um, I, uh, I've never been a good sleeper. I've, I only, I've slept five hours a night for, for five, for 45 years. And, beliefs, uh, beliefs. Yeah, beliefs. exactly. It's like, so, okay, you know, tomorrow you wake up and you say to yourself, uh, tonight I will sleep six hours. She said, no, 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 I cannot do that. It's like, well, you know, why can't you? And so we, we started working a little bit on that belief and, Within a week, she was sleeping six hours, six hours a night. It's like, yeah, it's like you were you, basically you wake up in the morning. You're like, oh, my night was shit. What is going to happen tonight? I'll probably, you know, you start creating your reality. And if you like, it's like if you create some kind of curiosity and you'll be like, oh, maybe I could sleep six hours tonight. It's more likely that that will happen. <laughs> so, of course, my next question then is like, Uh, like after a week, it's like, so can you now imagine that you sleep seven hours? It's like, no, no, I cannot. It's like a week ago, you said the same thing about five hours, you know, five to six. So now go from six to seven. And the moment, the moment that happens, you know, it's, it's, it's a major shift. I've had people, you know, had worked, I worked with one client, his house was like a mess. I was like, what you see on television, a hoarder. And I was at the moment we started working, I, I wasn't aware until he uh, we were working online and he was showing me uh, he was showing me like on camera how what his house looked like. And I was I was I was kind of like I was shocked. I was like, oh, my God, I've never dealt with anything like this before. How am I going to do this? Well, I mean, we tackled his sleep and we said, okay, let's create a plan to clean it up. And he cleaned it up in, in two weeks. And it was uh, um really just because he allowed himself to to sleep and to rest and to to and all, all of a sudden you know he could look at his life and, and in the way he was living and it was a yeah it was that's that was so profound mm. do you have a tip or a trick for start, uh, changing habits because very often i see among my clients mm -hmm and among my friends, mm -hmm. and among my family, um, that habits and beliefs are quite similar. The one is something that we trained our body to do following a certain trigger, and the other thing is we 
trained our mind to think something following a certain trigger. So um, there's, and, 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 and the sleeping, I think, is a combination of the belief and the habit. They have the belief system or the belief that I cannot sleep more than five hours. So they created mm. the habit of not sleeping. Yeah. And our body and mind, they wake up after five hours and say, we cannot change this. And mm. well, everything that we, well, everything that we cannot change is something that we changed before because we created it in the first place. We were not yeah, born yeah. like No. So there was a time before, and now we say it can't be changed. Mm -hmm. So there, ha there has to be a logical um, uh, mistake uh, there. Yes. And if one of our listeners now, if they say, yeah, well, I know, I know that one belief maybe concerning the, the boss, the work, the partner, the family, the fitness level whatsoever, What is it? Where would you start? How to change a habit or a belief? I would, well, yeah, I mean, first identification and acknowledging that that is where you're at. You know, you cannot create something from where you're not at yet. So accept that you're not exercising, you know, and that's, that's fine. That's just where you're at right now. So, You, you, you feel the need or you, you have the desire to, to move more, you know, set, set a goal next week, you know, to do, let's say you come from zero, you know, to do, mm -hmm. a, to do a 15 minute exercise, see what happens, you know, listen to the stories you're telling yourself. Then, you know, the next week you'll do two times 15 minutes. The week after you do three times 15 minutes, start to open up. You know, and be like, be curious what is going, what is happening. And, you know, if then let's say you're in week three and you do, you, you said you were going to do three times 15 minutes, you know, and if you do two, two times, that's fine too. You know, then you'll do the next week, see if you can do two or you can do three, but just keep, you just have to keep showing up and don't be too, don't be too hard on yourself. What I, what I see a lot of people do is like, they say like, I, uh, I, next week I'm going to the gym for three, three times a week or, you know, or, or I'm going to go four times a week. It's too steep. It's just too steep. I have a question for yeah. that because I, when I started changing my own life, mm -hmm. it was around, let's say, 2008 to 2012 was mm -hmm. where the, the, some of the major shifts happened there. And um, I read a book of a person who changed everything at once. Uh -huh. She was a heavy drinker, obese, lazy, couldn't handle money. And she was on vacation in, in, in Egypt. And something happened there. Uh -huh. And she went back and changed everything at mm -hmm. once. Mm -hmm. What is your idea? If somebody feels absolutely unsatisfied with the status quo... Mm -hmm. Would you recommend just like, like move out of your skin and change everything because then you don't have any old habit that can draw you back or change one thing at a time? Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't it's know. A very, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good question. Um, I, apparently it worked for her. You know, so I'm not, uh, I'm not yeah. saying that she 
Um, well, I'm I'm not asking for the truth. I'm asking uh, for your personal opinion. What do you think? I, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't let it come that far. Basically, that you need to that you need to throw everything you have out of the uh, out of the window. window yeah. Out of the window. It's like you know you 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 see you know that your uh, your your life or certain areas of your life are are derailing or they're not where you want them to be. Take action then. And it's a lot easier to to do it then, uh, because I mean, it's it takes it takes effort, it takes time, it takes um, how much time? Sorry, how much time? How much time does it take to change a habit? <sighs> sometimes, sometimes five minutes, sometimes a lifetime. <laughs> I mean, it's I. We, we spoke to, uh, before about this. You know, quitting quitting drinking for me uh, took I don't know two decades. <laughs> I started drinking, you know, and that's yeah. Uh, I created a habit, and that habit uh, grew <laughs> through through work and through social life and through uh, peer pressure and. Uh, at a certain moment, you know, I started to drink less and less and less. And then at a certain time, I said, you know, I just I just don't want this anymore. Um, so, yeah, that's that took 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 a long time for me. On but, the one hand, it took a long time. But on the uh, other hand, there was one moment when you had the last drink. Yes. And after that, none. So, yes, it took, to, it took <laughs> decades and one moment yes because the quitting is like so many people are quitting the smoking oh i'm trying to quit well i quit already before no you didn't quit no <laughs> you paused for a uh, while <laughs> quitting for me you know what the the, the, the moment sorry yeah yeah don't yeah. don't be the um the funny thing was it wasn't for me it wasn't a a, a cautious moment where i said you know i'm gonna quit <laughs> i'm gonna quit drinking now i <laughs> I just had my last drink or I was having my last drink. And then I was talking to someone who, who's got to do a sober year. And I was like, Oh, maybe that's a good, that's a nice challenge. I'll, I'll see how far I get. And while, while doing that, you know, and uh, my friends were like, you know, after seven months of not drinking, they were like, so when are you going to drink again? When is the one, when is the one year? It's like, it's the when 20th. can we party again? Yeah. It's the yeah. 27th of February. And I was like, okay, so let's get drunk. You know, we're going to get you so drunk when you're, when you have one year sober. And I was like, this is the, I mean, the worst <laughs> way to celebrate that you're not drinking for one year to just, you know, have a, have a, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, have a, yes, basically get, get a drunk. throwback, a throwback party. Yeah. So, and let's, I was like, so let's start all over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, so I'm not doing that. So I continued. And then, you know, I had a certain moment, I encountered the the hyper achiever again, you know, because I need to have a a perfect, a perfect record. You know, it's like, you know, you cannot, you know, you said you're not drinking anymore. So if you now haven't, you haven't 
drink, you didn't drink for three years. If you have one glass of alcohol, it's all gone. It's all gone. So I, <laughs> I remember there was one time that was my birthday and we were sitting in a restaurant and there was like, I was with three friends, nice restaurant. I was like, I wanted to buy champagne, but I was like, you know, am I going to buy champagne just for them? And I'm not going to have one. And I, I, I really, you know, I remember this. I sat there for like, I think 10 minutes debating on whether I was going to have a glass of champagne or not. And what this was going to do to me. Like I was all of us, I've never been an alcoholic, but I was like, you know, if I have this one glass of champagne, I'll be an alcoholic again. You know, all this like ridiculous stories in my head. So I was like, okay, you know, this is something, you know, have this glass and, you know, and see, you know, be open. It's it's fine. You know, it's not a problem. So I, I had the, I had the champagne, and of course I was fine. And I'm I'm still a nut drinker, and um, <laughs> so it's really, uh, um, yeah, it's um, yeah. Maybe that's a good way to stop drinking. If you say, well, I don't want to be this super correct overachiever i don't drink at all but you can say well i'm drinking but only if the bottle is more than 100 bucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah it keeps you down to oh maybe i'm going to spare this for tomorrow uh-huh. so now i'm not 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 a drinker but i'm just not i'm not drinking the cheap stuff anymore <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. well um <laughs> Is there one message that you have for our listeners? One message. Um, yes, you can, I would say. You can. A lot of, really, a lot of my clients, they come and they'd be like, I can't do this. I don't know how. And like, I was talking to to one of my clients last last week and so i do a 12-week program uh and she was in week seven and i was like you know had did you did you expect to be here after 12 weeks and she's like no you know i didn't even think that that was possible you know and um it's like so you're you're way ahead of let's say week 12 so we're in week seven now so what else are we what else can we create for you so you i know? can double the fees now <laughs> <laughs> no it's not no no that's still the same but i mean it's uh yeah she yeah where uh, else can we go if you want to yeah and she uh yeah that's what we're going to do you know we're going to create we're going to she's going to be healthier than she's ever been in the last 10 years um she's she's a diabetic and uh, uh the way she was eating was just just the way she was eating not so much the food she was eating but she was eating in front of the television with her partner and just having huge portions unaware no, no mindful eating and just creating that awareness you know sitting at the dining table portion control completely uh, uh, changed change her her energy and and therefore her life the way she's showing up in her business yeah uh, she feels proud of herself again uh, and that's um, yeah it's 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 a huge turnaround so if somebody wants um, 
um, wants to do such a 12-week habit change program with you, mm -hmm. what's the best way to find you? Uh, they can come to my website, which is uh, baslebesk.com. Or they it, can... I will write in the show yes. notes because <laughs> Baslebesk is, I think, a crazy <laughs> word for English speakers. <laughs> yes, if I'm, oh, I can spell it, but then, uh, I mean, I've done that so many times and then people are still like, oh, 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 oh. A Q, a Q. Well, just imagine it's French, Lebesque, uh, and then you write. <laughs> yes, with the Q-U-E. Um, so, and they can find me on LinkedIn. All my details are there. Um, they can call me, um, and we'll uh, we'll take it. We'll take it from there. The first session is upon me, and then mm -hmm. uh, we'll decide whether uh, we're a good fit and uh, if it's a hell yes or a hell no. It's a very good way of deciding. Yes. Well, um, I would say let's wrap it up here. Okay. Um, that was very, very interesting. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the insights. Thank you very um, much for having me. Yes, it was uh, it was a pleasure. Whenever you have a question, um, well, come back to me and uh, well, let's discuss whatever is um, is on your mind on your mind. For today, um, I'll, I'll call it a day. And um, for all the listeners, well, I'll talk to you in a week. And uh, thank you.